man, you guys got to stop breaking into my residence. This is really getting out of hand. But hey, once again, while you're here, there is a pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Let's go ahead and run that mother down for old time's sake. You know those OG fans out there. Joining me on these on this special podcast today is my best friend, as usual, Anarchist, aka OC. How you doing today, mate? Mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, as you both can clearly see here. Veiny as shit, steroids flowing so freely through these veins, baby. <laughs> I'm glad to wear it. Also, to be fair, also joining us. Just before you on crack podcast, on. Just before you crack on, you always give us a little limerick, so I thought I'd give you one back. So here's a thinker for you. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck Woody Harrison? Well, that would be uh, bestiality on human crime, and either way, that woodchuck would would be put down as such because Woody Harrelson is a national treasure. So that's my answer to that one. That's a solid and, answer. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, joining us also is uh, Shockmaster, a.k.a. Shock, and we call him that because he always has some wild hot take for you guys on every podcast. Shock, how are we feeling today, bud? I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yourself? It's Friday. Friday feeling. It is Friday feeling, and unfortunately today we do not have the sensual lover Robbie Sekots with us. He is out. Uh, taking in your guys' applications for that sensual love, so Godspeed to you, my friend. Uh, on today's podcast, we have chatter about the upcoming pay per view. As we uh, as we had said before, we are going to head, we are going to go ahead and give our predictions as well as a minor rundown of this pay per view for you guys uh, today. It might be a little bit shorter of a podcast, but uh, we don't typically do these on Fridays, so this is an extra special treat for all of you as well as a new advertiser this week. And a little different from advertisers in the past, uh, the other ones are maybe in the startup phase. This is actually a legitimate company with a legitimate offer for you, the fans. If we have any animal lovers out there, much like myself, as some fans may know, I have two puppies here, and those puppies have gotten us our first advertiser deal with a brand called Kona Leashes at KonaLeashes.com. K-O-N-A-L-E-A-S-H-E-S.com. Now, if you go to this site, they have handmade strong, just hella strong ropes for your dogs. If you are a dog walker and you need an extra strong leash, there is a lifetime warranty attached to all of their products. And if you use the promo code KL20 at checkout, you get a full 20% off your total bill. That is KL20 at KonaLeashes.com, and we appreciate all of their work and advertising that they do for us, and in turn, we do for them. So if uh, you guys want to go ahead and run uh, this card down for the people, OC. Sure. Just just on the sponsorship, obviously that's great news. Didn't you say something about um, dog food? Oh, as well, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. With every purchase, they do donate one pound of dog food to an animal shelter in need. Their recent donation was over 600 pounds of dog food. That is tremendous to hear uh, for animal lovers everywhere. I have a soft spot in my heart for animals all over the world, especially dogs. 
And it's just fantastic to hear that an organization is doing such great work out there and want to give back to you, the people. And in doing so, we give back to our furry friends. Wonderful. Yeah, thanks for clarifying that. I mean, that's obviously a great deal uh, and goes to a great, great cause as well. So, yeah, fantastic. We'll put some details about the sponsor below the podcast when that goes live. But... We will link to their site Absolutely. on the podcast. As Slug quite rightly said, we are looking at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which is going to happen this Sunday. We'll start off by having a quick look at the pre-show and we'll make our way up to the main card. But what we'll do is we'll have a quick look at what's in store on the card. We'll have our thoughts on who we think is going to come out on top and potentially where it's going to go. And like Slug says, that's probably not going to take us for as long as we usually host a, a podcast for. But, you know, hopefully it will give you an idea into what we think is going to happen come Sunday. So we'll start off with the um, pre-show guys. So... Only one of these matches has been officially announced as far as I know, but I think we can quite safely say that the second will appear on the pre-card. Um, we've got, officially announced, we've got the Raw Tag Team Championships where The Bar will take on Titus Worldwide. And the match that hasn't been announced, but I think will be very soon, is Luke Gallows and Kyle Anderson, also known as The Club, taking on The Revival. So let's take a look at the Raw Tag Team Championship match. It's a bit of a rarity to see it on the pre-card, but, you know, it's not one of the massive storylines going on at the moment. Who, who do you guys see coming out on top on that one? Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I think it's it's kind of a open and shut case, really. There, It, it does show to so, go to show how little depth the Raw Tag Team division has when the challengers are uh, Titus O'Neil and, and Apollo. Um, I, I think it kind of um, shows that without... The, the disbandment of the, the shield again due to Doom Nambro's injury there's there's no competition and I can't see this any different, I really can't see Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil carrying the tag team titles into Wrestlemania um, so I think it's the bar quite quite comfortably Yeah I think I'm inclined to agree, Slug what about you? 100% I would have to agree with them there um, the tag team division on Raw is a bit lackluster as we see in this pay-per-view uh, I mean, it could be a pre-show match for the tag team titles, and that's kind of shocking to see in itself. I don't see the bar losing this to Apollo and Titus, although I do like what the Titus brand has done for Apollo's character. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see them even get a opportunity at the Raw Tag Team Championships, but like you say, yeah. the, the Raw division doesn't have much in the way of depth at the moment. The other show which we'll go on to a moment takes up two of the actual tag teams which are um you know who, who build a large part of the division itself you know i think that's you could probably say it's probably 40 percent of the division at the minute but um yeah, yeah i think we, it's quite a confident one to say that the bar is going to continue um if anyone is going to take the titles off of the bar i think they would need to be a credible tag team i'm not sure titles worldwide have that credibility quite yet so yeah i think i'm inclined to agree with you that the bar are gonna safely walk away from this one yep so, so that's all three of us bar 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 if we did that at the casino <laughs> maybe we'd be walking out rich 
Richer than I already am, of course, because I'm already loaded, baby. <laughs> also forgot to add that this is your host, Sluglord, a.k.a. the two-time IWC Universal Champion. Anybody want to come and take that off my porch? Come and get it, puppy. <laughs> What's IWC? Just out of interest. The internet the, wrestling community. Oh, okay. Of course oh, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's good. Of course it is. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't know that firsthand, to be fair. But No, no, I, I feel ashamed. Oh, I'm glad you Two-time <laughs> two time IWC Universal Champion. Any of those other ones out there? Who are the other ones? The Adam and the Fat one? No, they don't want it. They don't want this. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on down that card. Woo! <laughs> So next up on the card, although not officially announced, we've got Luke Gallows and Kyle Anderson, the club, taking on the Revival. Now this has been building on since around Raw 25. I think that's when this little feud started, didn't it? But where do you guys see this one coming out? Shock, do you want to start? Um, to be honest, I really don't know who wins, but either or, I really... I, I want this feud to end because the truth is, is that neither teams, because they've both teams seem really damaged. Neither team is really getting a rub from this feud. And I feel like both teams are such credible, should be such credible challengers. You know, one of them should really be in Titus Worldwide's position because they are such, they're both, they're arguably two of the best tag teams in the world. Yeah. Like, and the fact they're on a, uh, an, what, what seems to be an unannounced pre-show match, again, which I believe is the second Raw pay-per-view in a row, um, that they've been in a pre-show match and they're being significantly underused. Um, in terms of who's going to win it, I'm going to say Gallows and Anderson only because I prefer them. I don't know who wins for the simple fact because I don't know where either of these guys are all going. Um, I kind of feel like Gallows and Anderson are, are likely to be less used because it seems like they're they're more following Balor than they are doing their own thing at the moment. Um, and I would like to see them build up the revival because you know they could be the next credible tag team champions either way one of the teams whoever wins this i really hope they build them up enough for a wrestlemania tag team title match mm. um because they're the only two teams that can really get to that level yeah. um and i'm gonna go with the club just because that's who i prefer personally what about you slug i also prefer the club but i feel like the revival is going to go over here and i don't really have any kind of reasoning Behind it, as Shock had said, it's kind of hard to tell what they're doing with either of these two teams. Mm -hmm. And this feud has been going on for a really long time. Obviously, it's probably stretched on a little bit farther than they anticipated because, given the injuries of the Revival. But uh, I'd, I could see the Revival going over in this one. Yeah, um, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, me personally, I'm inclined to agree with Shock on this one. I would like to see Gallows and Anderson go over on this one. Um, both are credible tag teams, but have been very heavily utilised since debuting um, on the Raw division. The thing that concerns me the most is Gallows and Anderson were almost made out to be a little bit of a comedy tag team, which given their credibility in other divisions and the history they've got with championship runs, I, I thought was more of an insult to them more than anything. Um, so I think they need to be built back up as you know, the mean characters that they are and just letting them rampage across the tag division so I would like to see Gallows and Anderson take the win but it's a difficult one to call but I'm going to go with Gallows and Anderson Well luckily for them there's not too many traditional matches on the card 
Mm-hmm. You're not going to really compete with the Elimination Chamber matches because they're gimmicky kind of in themselves. So all they really have to compete with is all the other matches on the card. And even if they have to break the rules a little bit and go over on time or whatever need be, these two teams are fully capable of pulling a steal-the-show type match Mm. if they get on the same page and work it the right way. They both are really good at the storytelling aspect of the wrestling. So I am excited to see what they do with their match, and I hope it's not just like a four- or five-minute kind of blow-off kind of thing. Yeah. I think, um, from my point of view, just to quickly add to that, I I think being on the pre-show for those two teams actually is a benefit. Um, like we saw with the Usos and the New Day last uh, last year or the year before, um, they kept getting pushed to the pre-show, and it's really what helped them because, as you mentioned, Slug, they were getting 15 minutes, 20 minutes a match on the pre-show as opposed yeah. to getting four or five minutes on a, on a main card, which is exactly what they would have got had this been a main card match. Um, so, yeah, I think Slug's right on. The fact that they're in the pre-show hopefully means they give them you know, a good 15, 20-minute slot um, and they can pull the best out of each other. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what happens come Sunday, but I certainly think that that is that is a match to watch compared to the Bar versus Titan Titus Worldwide. Um, out of the two picks, I would certainly pick Gallows and Anderson and the Revival to be the match of the pre-show. Um, but we'll just have to see how much freedom they've got to wrestle come come Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. But that does lead us on to the main card. Now, the first match on the main card is one that. I don't think I can say that I'm excited for, but, you know, here we are. It's finally come round to it. We've got Woken Matt Hardy taking on the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt. This has been going on for quite some time now. Uh, It's finally got a place on a pay-per-view. Shock, where do you see this one going? Um, do you know what? I I really wanted to say Woken Matt because I, I, I'm i not a fan of Bray Wyatt. Sorry, uh, sorry, boss man buzzard. Um, I'm not a fan. I think they've the damage they've done to him in the last two years is, is in my opinion, now irreparable. He, he's he's a jobber to the stars and absolutely no more than that. Um, so I wanted to say Woken, Woken Matt. The issue I have with saying that now is at Raw 25, they ended up in a four-minute squash match in which Bray Wyatt easily defeated Woken Matt and my my hopes and dreams for the Woken Matt character kind of died on that day <laughs> and I, I really do think that um based since then it's gone horribly wrong um I, I kind of thought for a bit that maybe the the addition of Jeremy Borash to the WWE team uh would have been good for Woken Matt's character but it seems like from what I've read that he's actually on the NXT team with Triple H um and actually has nothing to do whatsoever with the development of the Woken Matt character um Oh, it's it, it's like the last one. It's toss up because let, let's be honest, who wins and who loses? Where do they go from it anyway? Like, like they're not going to end up in a WWE title match next month from winning this feud. Mm. It's kind of a feud to go nowhere. Uh, so again, I'm going to go with Woken Matt just because because Bray Wyatt got that win on Raw 25, and I, I really I want Woken Matt to win it. Uh, so again, I'm picking on choice, not on on what I genuinely think will happen because I don't genuinely have a clue what's going to happen because there's not really a storyline follow-up to this at all anyway. Um, no, so, yeah, I'm, 
I see where you're coming from. Slug, what about you, mate? Yeah, I don't know. I could, I would rather see Woken Matt win it as well, but I could definitely see him losing to Bray and them pushing this stupid feud even further down to WrestleMania involving uh, <clears throat> Jeff Hardy. As, as we've heard, rumor, he is said to be coming back his brother Nero. So I could see is possibly Matt Hardy not able to get over this hump of Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> and then brother Nero comes back and helps him finally mm. end the feud at Mania. But uh, hopefully, hopefully Broken or Woken or whatever the hell he is, Matt Hardy wins it. And they just end this feud as soon as possible because I'm just over this. Yeah. I mean, it's quite, I just, just quickly like that. It's quite funny though, isn't it? Because for, for half a year, we all wanted, we all wanted broken Matt in the WWE universe to face Bray Wyatt. It was yeah. the dream feud of everyone that was a fan of broken Hardy. And, and now it's happened and everyone's just like, please end this now. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm not excited for the way that creative are potentially going to book the outcome of this match. If it was down to me, I would have it as a double count out, personally, and neither of them go over. Just because since the beginning of this feud, they've kind of been shown to be each other's equal. It's kind of like the good versus the bad, the night versus the day, and all that kind of stuff. So let's let's see that in the ring. Let's see them be equals. Let's see them walk away from a match where actually neither of them can get the upper hand and I think that's the only way that they can successfully build the feud and have some character development in order to get people intrigued or interested in this feud again I think as things have been playing out these last few weeks people just don't care about this one they really really don't but no, we don't. I, I would I, I think that it is rectifiable <clears throat> but the only way you can do that is by having something like a double disqualification or a double count out or something to show that actually they are equals in some capacity and let the story build because i mean even the promos recently have been absolutely outrageous they've just been woken matt hardy and bray wyatt laughing into a camera yeah they just chuckle at each other it's like (laughs) how how are they developing a story here by just having them stand facing a a camera laughing and then showing that vignette halfway through raw it just doesn't help things so They've, they've really screwed this one up. I think it can be rectified. They need to take some drastic measures to do it. Personal choice, double count out, double disqualification. Realistic prediction. I th- I'll probably see Hardy going over. Um, I would be very, very shocked to see Wyatt actually get a pay-per-view win. Um, plus Wyatt, like you said, had the, uh, the win at Raw 25 in a squash match. So I think the realistic choice has got to be... Uh, Got to be woken hardy. Just a quick one: Do you do you guys think this is the end then for the feud, or do you think they they go on to what people are talking about? You know, the uh, the final deletion match style match that um, everyone's everyone basically, you know, the final deletion slash House of Horrors match. They've both done those terrible or good, depending on how you look at it. Matches. Mm. Do you think that's the final payoff, or do you think this is the end of it? No, I think it's going to continue. I, th- I think I yeah, mean, Matt yeah. Hardy's been teasing little bits on his Instagram and on his Twitter account about the bro- uh, the Woken, about the Hardy compound. Um, so I think there is a development there that is going to lead to another match further down the line. Um, 
Plus, if, if, if they do end the feud here, I think it will go down as one of the worst feuds in history. So I think they need to do something to take it out of that category. But I don't know, Shock, uh, Slug, how do you feel about it? You guys already asked my opinion. <laughs> I said I was going to go with Broken Matt. No, I mean, um, in terms of Shock's question about oh, whether oh, this is no, the no, end no, of the feud. feud's going to continue. Yeah, no, the feud's going to continue. Yeah, yeah, it's going to continue, unfortunately. I'd want it to be over, but no, I can't see this. Uh, this pay-per-view in itself doesn't feel like... Uh, <clears throat> just doesn't have that pay-per-view feel to me mm, doesn't nice. feel like people are excited about it it seems it just kind of feels lackluster it just feels like something to do before we get to wrestlemania you know what i mean mm. like they're just doing it because they have to or something like that it just doesn't it, i'm not intrigued by the event as a whole and especially by this feud as a whole and i feel like that is the overwhelmingly overwhelming feel uh across the wrestling community is that people are just kind of over this feud. Mm. I, I, yeah, I, I, to be fair, I think this, this event as a whole is, it, it's a mixture of the completely pointless and completely predictable. Uh, you've got half the matches on the card, which are like no brainers. Who's going to win. And then in my opinion, you've got the other half, which is like, who cares who wins? Yeah. It doesn't really matter anyway. Well, that's clearly why they made, Ronda Rousey have her contract signing there and draw it out to them because they want to juice it for as much as they can get out of it. Yeah. Um, and so, and even then, when they did a recent poll on their website, that option in itself to what fans were most excited about Ronda Rousey uh, contract signing was like third or fourth on the list. Mm. With very low percentages. But that, yeah. that even goes back to the Royal Rumble when WWE uploaded highlights of the Royal Rumble matches to the the YouTube channel. The return of Rey Mysterio got sort of five times as many hits as Ronda Rousey appearing at the end of the show. So I just don't think it's going to draw in the crowd that it needs to. Um, and they're yeah. trying to build it up and give as much material in there. But just it feels poorly planned. But... Let's, let's have a look at some of the other matches. So, um, after the Hardy Wyatt match, that leads us to Asuka versus Nia Jax. And the stipulation of this is that if Jax wins, she'll be added to the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. Slug, let's start with you on this one, mate. Who do, who do you think is going over on this one? Asuka. It'll be Asuka. There's no sense in uh, having her lose at this pointless pay-per-view. She is facing Nia Jax, so there is that kind of level of belief that maybe something could happen. But at the same time, I don't see it. If anything, maybe I could see a disqualification type things where nobody wins. Mm. And then they push it to they have a future match down the line for another qualifier to be in the main event Mm. at WrestleMania with her. But I can't see Asuka losing the streak here at... Uh, elimination chamber. No. Yeah, be a bit of an anti-climax for her to lose the lose the streak here of all places. But yeah. shock. What do you think, mate? Um, I could see something like a count-out victory. I think the stipulation is meant to swerve you a bit and yeah. make you feel like she has a chance because otherwise they'd just make it a, a non-title, yeah, mm. not a non-title. They'd make it a nothing match. To, the stipulation makes you think, wow, she should be added. But then Asuka, if I'm not wrong in thinking, never actually picked her WrestleMania opponent. 
So how can she be added to a match that hasn't yet technically been made? If Asuka then picks Charlotte, technically, does that mean that um, Nia Jax is also in that match? Because the stipulation is she's added to the title match and it's made a triple threat. But there is no match made currently. So... It, it yeah, kind of le- it's nope. it, it makes no sense. But then, to be perfectly honest, a lot of the booking at the moment makes little to no sense. Um, so I'm going to go with Asuka simply because they they can't like they can't be as stupid enough to have her lose the streak two months after debuting on Raw. Her momentum would be completely gone. She's just won the first ever war- women's Royal Rumble. You know, the momentum would just be killed yeah. going into WrestleMania. But it's two months um, before WrestleMania, so I mean, yeah. it'd be the worst timing for her to lose that streak. I, yeah. The it's only just, way I see not... it's going, I don't even see it being a count-out victory. I think Asuka's no. going to win. I mean... Yeah, no, I, am go- I do go with Asuka, 100%. Um, it's just in the back of my mind, I think, the stipulation, and it, that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to make you think there's a chance for Nia Jax, mm. in my opinion. And at worst, she wins by a count out or something and gets added to a match for a title mm. match. Um, but yeah, no, I think the the winner is definitely Asuka. Yeah. Right. I think we're pretty unanimous on that. I'm I'm a believer that Asuka is going to take the victory on this one. There's no point even entertaining Nia Jax. I mean, they they've really underutilized Nia Jax as far as I'm concerned. But I don't see this as the situation to try and rectify that. I think. Asuka is now the lead of the Royal Women's Division and um, they need to protect that. So I, I see her going over. I think it's an easy win. After that match, we've got the Ronda Rousey, contra- Ronda Rousey even contract signing. So this will be the first appearance of Rousey since her debut at Royal Rumble. I'm hoping that this is going to plant some seeds for what storyline she's going to enter into at Mania. There's a few things being thrown up in the air at the moment about whether she's going on to face like a one of the single stars or whether she's going in to be having a feud with Stephanie, whether she's going to be acting as Stephanie's muscle, or whether she's going into a tag match, a mixed tag match. There's a lot up in the air, but I'm hoping that this is going to have a bit more clarification about what direction they're taking her. Slug, what do you think anything in particular is going to happen here? Yeah, somebody's going to come out during her contract signing and she's going to obviously beat them up and put them in an arm bar. Who do you see coming I think out? That's, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Um, who's the fac- Who's the female faction? On, Absolution. Uh, Absolution. Yes. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it being like something like that. Like all three of them come out and she just molly whops all of them. Yeah, I mean, I see. Well, it, I'm but... trying to think who's not involved in that night. Who's not involved in a match that night? That. See, I was well, say, Absolution are in the way. Dana Brooke. Dana yeah, Brooke, Dana Brooke. could just come out because she's all strong and stuff like that or whatever. So she might just come out and, like flex on them. She ain't strong like me. She don't got them good Mexican steroids flowing through her goddamn veins. <laughs> Bench press a goddamn elephant over here. Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but at the same time, I could see her coming out and try to challenge. Uh, challenge ronda or whatever and then ronda just absolutely thrashes her because obviously you can't have ronda look weak and something's gonna happen they're not just if it if it's just her signing a contract and then standing in the ring and smiling and pointing (laughs) then oh my god have they fucked up (laughs) yeah yeah i agree i agree shock what what about you what do you see happening here 
so I have two theories. One one is quite wildly publicised, and one is my own kind of uh, personal fan fiction, um, which is my personal one, which, which uh, absolutely has no credibility. I don't think I've never read it online, but is that during the contract signing is that it's Shane? Those hot takes I'm talking about, boy. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, is, is Shane or Daniel Bryan comes out and they steal it from under the Raw brand, um, and she goes on to challenge Charlotte at WrestleMania. Um, that's my 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 personal choice is that you know she's about to sign the contract everyone's there Stephanie Kurt or whoever's going to be there and then Shane comes out and steals it from under them um, and she because at the moment like you said she doesn't really have a match at Mania uh, it looks from the the way this is being booked that Oscar is going to face Alexa Bliss um, and so her versus Charlotte if she's ready uh, the other side of the coin is that her and Stephanie get into it um and uh, maybe triple h comes out maybe bronda does an armbar on triple h and then uh, it leads to the wrestlemania where you get triple h and stephanie versus ronda and her partner um but you know, they're, they're my two my two theories That's could you enough. imagine triple h selling an armbar by <laughs> ronda I, I don't think you'd have to sell it mate i don't think you'd have to sell it <laughs> i mean my theory on this one is actually Ronda is going to come out to the ring before Raska has had an opportunity to leave the ring from the previous match. Um, that's the only logical thing I can think of here because Asuka would have had her match so it's not going to affect her ability to wrestle on the night. And it's almost <coughs> as if a stare-off between the two of them on who is the most dominant female in the women's roster. The two of them are meant to be the women of the division. So it seems like a log- logical choice to me. Um, and it also protects them without interfering with any matches. So that's kind of like my little theory. Again, it's got no credibility whatsoever. I'm just here speculating. Uh, little old 26-year-old Pretty- man with no connections to the industry whatsoever. So, you know, take that as you will. But that's that's kind of what I, I see happening. Whether it happens or not is a different matter. But, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens come Sunday. I've rejected three offers from the freaking WWE in the last two weeks alone, okay? <laughs> I so have. I got connections. It's those Mexican steroids, right. boy. It's because they need a quick replacement for Enzo. I'm on, that, I'm on that Jinder Mahal <laughs> diet. I'm on that Jinder Mahal diet, baby. So veiny. <laughs> they, they were hoping to replace Enzo without anyone noticing straight away. <laughs> I oil up when I go to work. And I don't even work in a place where you need body oil, okay? It just makes me look Good. <laughs> Aren't you covered from head to toe when you go to work? What? Aren't you covered in clothing when you go to work? Until I step in the door and they start stripping me. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh, the only reason why I keep... that's The reason why this podcast is no longer visually available... Is because so many of our female fans out there were ruining their phones due to water damage <laughs> from touching them with their pruny ass fingers after viewing these, okay? And I apologize for that, and we cannot replace those phones. And no, I will not. And no, I am not the father of that ugly child, okay? Get out of my inbox and proceed with this podcast. Let's go, boys. Let's, let's, take, this, let's take this one home. Let's just have a moment of silence for all the women that Slug has rejected <laughs> over the last few months. Um, just put a little disclaimer out there. But... All, the broken, all the broken iPhones out there. Get an Android, they're waterproof, okay? <laughs> Wouldn't have that problem. And you could go back to viewing this podcast. 
we we at P4W will will uh will will financially uh give anyone money that needs to have a paternity test for their children for slug. Because <laughs> we're loaded out there, baby. <laughs> Quick disclaimer: we got that. We won't. We won't pay no, anyone. We, got, we, we, we won't, won't pay we got, that, we got that. We got that. We got that cultaholic money pre-lawsuit <laughs> <laughs> right let's let's get back on track um so that leads us up to the first elimination chamber match so it's the women's match so we've got alexa chess uh alexa chess alexa, alexa chess B- yeah cool <laughs> stranger alexa bliss who is currently the royal women's champion taking on sasha banks bailey defending her title in Defending, the chamber. Absolutely. Yeah. Against Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mickey James, Mandy Rose, and Sonia Deville. So this will determine, as far as I'm aware, who will take the Raw Women's Championship onto WrestleMania thirty four. So this yeah. is a big one for the Raw Women's Division. It's got quite a mix of talent in the match, so it's potentially got the grounds for being quite a good match. Hopefully it won't be a repeat of the Women's Royal Rumble, which, as far as I'm concerned, was a shamble. But we'll move on from that. Slug, who do you... Heat, heat. You're going to get heat for that. I'm probably going to get heat for that. But... <laughs> Hilton... Everyone's raving about it. I completely agree with you, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah everyone's gonna, everyone was uh, raving about that match. Oh, yes. But, yeah, let's let's move on before we get any more heat. <laughs> Slug, who do you see... Uh, you know, what do you see happening in the Elimination Chamber match? This is a difficult difficult one to call because I was assuming that we would get at least one title change at this pay-per-view. And if the tag titles are staying where they're staying, then that means that it would have to be in this match right here. Alexa is a great champion. I would not want them to put the belt on Sasha Botch. I mean, Sasha Banks right now. <laughs> But at the same time, man, I could, I'm going to say I'll just go with Alexa Bliss because I want her to win it. I can't see Sonya, whatever her last name is, winning it. Um, I can see it being a decent match. This is the first one ever. The first, correct in saying that, this is the first yeah. ever Women's Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. The first of every of one of these historic matches seems to have gone pretty wonky so far. That they've had, honestly. Mm. This one will probably go along the same way, being that, you know, it's the first one, so it's bound to be a little different. Yeah. Hopefully it's good. I don't have too high of expectations here. Wouldn't be surprised if Alexa Bliss retained, but I can't see who else would uh, would take it off her in this, honestly. Mm. Maybe, maybe Bailey, I guess. But... Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I I see. I'm, I'm just going to say Alexa Bliss retains. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Shock. What about you, mate? Um. So I don't want to go off in a tangent or a rant, but I think this match completely goes to show how little depth the women's division actually has. No matter how much they tell us there's a women's revolution and how good it is, there's absolutely no one there except Alexa Bliss that's been given enough time in the last year to be a credible champion going into WrestleMania. Um. I, I she's a great think, champion, though. She, she she's done very well, but the the problem is is that none of the other people. So there are six people in that match, and and, and there's only one of them that's a credible champion, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Um, I don't feel like any of them. Mandy Rose is not ready. Sonia Deville isn't ready. Um, Mickey James, they they've kind of they've really not pushed her well enough. Well, she's closer um, to retirement than another. Yeah, she's closer to retirement. Um, Bailey, they've just they've shit on Bailey. They have absolutely shit on Bailey since yeah. the day she came onto the main roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and as you quite rightly mentioned, Sasha Botch, I mean Banks, um, <laughs> should be no way near the title picture, especially after that appalling video of her stomping Lita at the Royal Rumble, which yeah. I will never get out of my mind. is probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in wrestling. Um, she was doing the can-can, for, for God's sake. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think with everything they say and, and, and puke out of the about the women's revolution, the fact that the women's rumble had to have what uh, had to have more returns than it did female superstars um, and had to have uh, and, and just genuinely, you know, had more eliminations were done by the old divas than the new women. Um, it, it said a lot to me, and this match says a hell of a lot as well. When you look at it, and you you want to think there's more than one person in a six-person match that can win it, and there's only one. Like Alexa Bliss goes into WrestleMania as the champion, and for me, I, I just can't see anyone else winning that match. Maybe Mickey James just to give her that moment and go for that crowd pop. Uh, uh, yeah, to, at the most, I think she wins it. Shawn Michaels' first men elimination chamber. If you remember that Survivor Series 2002, when he made his kind of uh, big return after, other than the Triple H match, it was his big return to the main roster. Uh, yeah. That Mickey James would be the swan song. But I still say, if she did it, she would lose it tomorrow, uh, the night after on Raw, to Black yeah, to she Blitz. Be the, yeah, no, she, she wouldn't, wouldn't be the champion, champion going into no. WrestleMania. No. If the if the belt changes t- changes hands tonight, whoever wins it won't be the champion going into no. WrestleMania. I'll, I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. If if, if anyone if wins other than Bliss, it's Mickey James. But I say Bliss walks out the champ. I mean, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, I, I I agree. I mean, Sonya Deville not ready. Mandy Rose not ready. Mickey James, as I said, closer to retirement than she is to another championship run. In as far as I'm concerned. Bailey's just not got the time to develop uh, as a credible champion going into Mania. And, I mean, Sasha Banks is the only other name that stands out for me, which is potentially a WrestleMania candidate as a women's champion. But let's have a look at all the championship runs she's had whilst being on the main roster. She hasn't been able to retain at a a pay-per-view, has she? I mean, every pay-per-view she has defended at, she's never retained. She's always lost. She's she's literally never never retained. She's never defended it once. No, she's never successfully defended it once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, yeah, she's never successfully defended it. She's, she's, she's never. Successfully. There was a long rivalry between her and Charlotte Flair, and each time it was just an exchange of titles, and that went on for months. Yeah. It was an awful, awful story. And well, it was um, it was. Sasha would win it on Raw, and then Charlotte had this undefeated streak on yeah. pay-per-views, didn't she? Yeah. So every month, yeah. Charlotte would win the pay-per-view, then Sasha would win it on Raw, then two weeks later, it switched back, and it was um, it, it yeah. was it was average at best. And that's completely just thrown this boss character out the window for me. So the only, like, like you two have said, the only credible champion here we've got is Alexa Bliss. I don't see it going any other way. Um you know, I mean, had had this little segment between her and Kurt Angle move forward, you know, the the sexist accusation sort of developed a little bit more over the coming weeks and that sort of built up a bit of a storyline, I could see her losing it and then 
the storyline would be her complaining about the fact that she was treated differently as a women's champion. That then, then maybe I could see her losing it, but that kind of fell on its ass like the rest of it. So yeah, I agree. I think Alexa Bliss is the only suitable candidate to take this forward at Mania. So I see her going over. So that brings us to the main event, which is the men's elimination chamber match, which is the first ever seven-person elimination chamber match. Now the stipulation on this is. This will determine the number one contendership to Brock Lesnar's Universal Championship at WrestleMania. We have John Cena taking on Braun Strowman and Elias, Roman Reigns, The Miz, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. We all know where this is going to go, but let's have a conversation about who we think is going to win. Slug, where do you see this one going? I think, well, obviously everybody thinks that... um... Roman's going to come away with this one and go on to the main event of WrestleMania, which is why I think they're probably going to pull a swerve of some kind. Um, maybe maybe Seth Rollins. It would be dope if it was The Miz. Mm. If The Miz came out of nowhere and won this, I feel like that would be awesome. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that I don't think Roman's going to win this one. I don't know who is going to win it, but I don't think it's going to be Roman just because it feels so predictable that it is. Mm. Like, it feels so sure that it is Roman that it can't be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a little theory myself, but I'll go on to it in a minute. Shock, what do you think, mate? Um, I So, I, I'm like Slug. I think it's so predictable you don't want it to be. And I think that's why WWE did what they did on Raw, mm. which was Seth Rollins having that gauntlet match. And, and I've been, I'm on a lot of wrestling groups. And since that day, there's been a lot of people changing their pick to Seth Rollins. And I think that's what the idea behind WWE doing it was. It was that doubt that what what happened on Raw that Seth Rollins hour and five minutes, two clean pins over Cena and Reigns, and I think the idea was to put doubt in everyone's mind, only for Roman to win it again. Mm. That's my theory. So I, I think they are going to go down the completely predictable route of, of Roman Reigns, um, but. I would really like it to be Seth Rollins. Yeah. I think Elias, Finn Balor, and Miz come out of this and then go into a triple threat at WrestleMania. Um, Braun, not totally sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say, in my opinion, it is unfortunately, very unfortunately, going to be the really predictable answer, in my opinion, and that is Roman Reigns. Um, I think that Monday was done simply to put doubt in people's minds. And, and it has. They've put out these rumours that... Um, people uh, are questioning whether they're going to go with Roman because of the drug thing. Mm. And I think the WWE still backs Roman 100%, in my opinion, and the plan is for him to win. Yeah, I mean, I have a little theory on what I would like to see happen. Now, whether it will happen or not, I don't know, but I'm just going to freeball it and just, you know, explain what my thoughts are. So I actually see Seth Rollins going over, which the reasoning behind that is because for the last few weeks, we've seen a bit of a rivalry between Roman and Seth. It's kind of like a brotherly, brotherly rivalry, isn't it? About who can outdo the other. So we had Roman eliminate Seth in the Royal Rumble. Last Monday at the Gauntlet match, we had Seth taking the win over Roman Reigns. So I think that they're trying to develop a little bit of a rivalry, a brotherly rivalry here. And what I see happening is I see Rollins taking the win at Elimination Chamber. That's the swerve WWE needs right now. But it's quite predictable that we're going to see Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania. 
We're not going to see Seth. It's not going to be a triple threat. We're not going to have a repeat of WrestleMania a couple of years ago. So what I think is going to happen is that rivalry is going to continue. I think Seth Rollins is going to become overly confident. And actually, that's going to lead to Roman Reigns saying, OK, if you're that confident, then put your number one contendership on the line. We'll wrestle on a Raw in a couple of weeks' time. And Roman will win that to take the number one contendership leading up to WrestleMania. I also think that's got a bit of credibility as well because I've also read from a lot of the um, sort of the news websites for wrestling and the, you know, the dirt sheets and all that kind of stuff that they actually want to book a, a Roman and Rollins feud after WrestleMania. So um, you know, I see this being quite a good little seed to start that. Um, so you know, let. Uh, I mean, that's my that's my take on it. I think that could make quite a good telly. I think it would give Rollins the push that he quite rightly deserves. Potentially even give him the opportunity for a hill turn a bit further down the line. Um, but that's my personal take on it. That's what I would like to see. So I'm, I'm going to go with Rollins for the win. I, I think your, your your reasoning sounds really good. It it gives the WWE the unpredictability because, let's be honest, go, going into the elimination chamber, it seems so predictable. Mm like slug said it almost seems too predictable to be true mm. and so you want that swerve and your way sounds perfect because it gives that it do you know uh, do you remember a few years ago when Zack Ryder was added to a ladder match at Rainia and then won it yeah and it was that shock factor and then the next night he lost it again mm. and um and it, it was just for that one night shock factor and I completely agree with you I think that sounds like a really good concept is that Seth wins and everyone's going oh shit Seth really won Roman yeah. isn't going to Mania and then they swerve you again in two weeks time and Roman's going to yeah. Mania yeah. so I think I think that is yeah. going to give them the shock factor they need to also draw the audience as well to help build the storyline as well I mean it makes sense to me um, I think that would make good telly I mean Slug you were going to say something mate no, I was just going to say very similar to how we had said before whoever wins if the belt changes hands and the women's won Whoever wins the belt isn't going to be the champion going to WrestleMania. Whoever wins the men's elimination chamber isn't necessarily going to get that main event slot at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, you know what WWE is like. It can change its booking right at the last minute. So, I, but I think this, what I've explained, I think that's quite a credible story to help build both characters um, and also helps develop things after WrestleMania. Um it also gives them a, a couple of weeks to sort out that Roman scandal if they are indeed worried about it. Yeah. It gives them a couple of extra weeks to get, you know, get more information on it and decide if it really is worthy of Roman not being in the main event. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the card, guys. Um, I mean, overall, it, there's potential here for it to be an okay pay per view, um, but you know, let's let's see where it leads. A lot of people aren't overly excited. Some people are. You know, we'll, we'll do a review a bit further down the line and see what people think. But I hope this was enlightening in some way. Um, you know, you, you know, we like to get our thoughts out and our predictions on what we think is going to happen. Um, we'll get this out to you as soon as possible. And Slug, what was you going to say, mate? Yep. We actually forgot about one more thing for the people. We have a special Easter egg for you guys and during these podcasts at the end we are going to be cutting an obscure promo from a wrestler from any specific era and the first listener to get 10 of these correct 
is going to win a $50 gift card to Amazon that we will be sending to you, uh, obviously, through email. What you have to do is listen to this podcast, like it, and also DM us on the Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram across whatever platform. DM us the answer to who cut this obscure promo. Okay? The promo that I'm going to be cutting, I will tell you, is from the 80s this time. That is the only hint I'm going to give you. All right? Here we go. Listen, buddy. If I wanted to, I'd kick in the back door of your house, bust your Doberman in the mouth, pop down on your kitchen table, have your old lady cook me up a T-bone, medium rare, and she would like it, and there wasn't a thing you could do about it. And what's getting to you is you know I'm telling the truth. Who cut that obscure promo during primetime wrestling in the 80s? Those are the only hints I will give you. This is the very first one of these that we are doing. The first one to get 10 of them correct will be getting a $50 gift card to Amazon. That is a $50 real gift card to Amazon. So be sure to listen to the future ones. If you know the answer to that one, like the podcast, DM us on either Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook with the answer. Other than that, that's pretty much it for us. Yeah, so um, we'll put details of the competition down on the post on Facebook and also in the YouTube video as well. So you'll have all the details you need. But like I said, and once you know, again, cool. And once again, thank you to Kona Leashes for their sponsorship. That is KL20, promo code at checkout. KL20 gets you 20% off of your total. They are fantastic leashes, and we thank them for that sponsorship. And uh, like I said, reigning, defending, IWC Universal Champion. You want some? Come get some. All right? This has been another Passion for Wrestling prediction podcast with yours truly, Sluglord, Anarchist, a.k.a. O.C., Shockmaster Flash, a.k.a. Shock. You guys have been fantastic. We, as usual, have been fantastic. Uh, and keep looking for more stuff to come from the page. Absolutely. Now, just make sure you've got all the details of the pages so that you can get in contact with us. So we've got the main Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash P4 Wrestling. We've got the Twitter account, which is at P4W Wolfpack. We've got the YouTube, which is Passion for Wrestling. We've got the Instagram, which is at P4W underscore Wolfpack. And we've also got the Wolfpack page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash P4W Wolfpack. Make sure you like, subscribe to all of the channels. If you liked the podcast, make sure you leave us a comment. Make sure you share it around with your friends. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to feature moving forward. We'll try and get another one out to you next week. Just covering the news from the last week. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for joining me, Slug. And uh, we will catch up with you guys soon. Have a too sweet day, you filthy marks. Woo! Too sweet.